Hello and welcome to another edition of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is your host, John Jance, and my guest today is Joseph Jaffe. He is the Chief Interrupter of Powered, a full-service social media agency. He's a podcaster, longtime podcaster. You can find him at jaffejuice.com, and uh, actually, I think uh, we'll find out, but I think he's doing some TV over there now, um, and as well as the author of a great book called Flip the Funnel, How to Use Existing Customers to Gain New Ones. So, Joseph, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, am I right? You're doing you're doing uh, uh, the, the video podcasting now, for the most part? I, I am, and I always say this, except uh, people on the radio don't like it when I say this, but, um, you know, people kept on telling me how to face for radio, <laughs> so I decided to prove them wrong. Um, but you know what? It's, it's the final bastion. I've done blogging. I've done podcasting. So I've done, I've done the written word. I've done audio. And now I'm having fun with video. And uh, it's been an interesting ride so far, but uh, certainly a completely new set of practices and principles. Um, but it's kind of a, a nice one, two, three punch, I think. Well, you've got that great East Coast voice accent. Right, exactly. Staten Island. <laughs> so, uh, all right, flip the funnel. Maybe we ought to give just a. L- I, know, I know a lot of marketers. Certainly, it's a very well-worn concept. But uh, give me maybe a little uh, idea of what are we talking about? The funnel, and and of course the quick follow-up. Why does it need flipping? Well, I mean the 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 traditional marketing and sales funnel. Um, you know, let's talk about the sales funnel, the whole the whole process of being able to identify, generate, qualify, and ultimately close leads. The marketing funnel that represented by an acronym known as AIDA, which stands for Awareness, Interest, Desire, and Action. This presupposition that that consumers follow the same linear, predictable, standardized process of being unaware and uninformed to going through some kind of a uh, a step-by-step guide to the point where they have uh, there's some favorability consideration, uh, intent to purchase, and ultimately the purchase itself. And I took a step back and I said, you know what? I've written three books now. Uh, Life After the 30-Second Spot spoke about optimizing from traditional to non-traditional, so from old media to new media. Uh, Join the Conversation spoke about optimizing from communication to conversation instead of talking at and to and down to. How about listening and responding? So in other words, social media. And the third book, I said, well, what if we got it all wrong? What if literally all of the stuff, this optimization, this idea of moving money from one bucket to another bucket was just like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic? Because we're constantly, we're spending the lion's share of our budget on the wrong end of the funnel. Now, the funnel itself, your second point is why does it need flipping? And I'll come back to that now. But ultimately, we spend maybe 75 or 80% of our budget on wooing strangers, on people that have no qualification, no affinity, no sentiment, no favorability, no loyalty towards the brand. And the only reason we even have a budget to start off with is because of our customers. What if we flip that on its head? What if instead of ending with the customer purchase, we began with the, cu- the customer purchase? What if the funnel got bigger over time that we could increase our revenue whilst essentially decreasing the amount of money that we, that we invested into prospecting? And that's actually where referrals comes into play and qualified word of mouth. I call it social media with purpose, where we're, we're investing in dialogue and relationship building with the right people, which are our customers. So, so the second part to the question is, what's wrong with the funnel? Well, if, if it wasn't obvious already, I mean, it's linear, it's oversimplified, it's open. What happens afterwards? It's incomplete in a sense. All these customers going down the funnel plunge to their doom. <laughs> um, 
there, there isn't much right about it. And, you know, just to give you a very practical example, um, Zappos, everybody loves to talk about Zappos from a customer service and a customer experience standpoint. But on any given day, 75% of their revenue comes from returning customers. And, and, and they're a healthy company. And so if you think about this, you know, this is, this is the ultimate catch-22 for being in business today, which is, which is if you're high up at 75 or 80%, which is great, then the question is what percentage of your, of your budget is invested in those people. And generally, you'll find a huge disconnect. The other side of it is if it's lower, around about 50 or 45%, and you'd be surprised how many companies are down at that level. Or, or you're I, would, essentially, I, would have, I would guess 25 30% in some cases. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. Well, you're fishing... Yeah but your net's full of holes. So as quickly as you acquire a customer, you lose them. And so the phrase, you know, the words churn and attrition come into play. And I'll just say one other point, which is what I'm saying in this book is retention should become the new acquisition, that instead of looking at retaining customers as weak, passive, defensive, static, we should be looking at retention as a strategic differentiator, as as a proactive, offensive, dynamic approach to actually grow our business on the inside out. Yeah, and I, I think one of the things about the, particularly the shape of the funnel and, and as you described it, the, the, the this logical path, I think the part of the problem is sometimes it works. It actually gets people customers, but I, I've, you know, in many cases, they're the wrong kind of customers. They haven't been educated properly. They, and, and I think that's where, in many cases, can be a real drag on a business. I, I, think, I think that's an, an outstanding point. And, and, and I'll say two points, actually. Um, the first point is, if they're the right kind of customer, what we do, I, I call it Groundhog Day in marketing. You know, we go all the way back to the beginning. We forget about them. You know, you you drive, you buy that beautiful luxury uh, German sports car, and you drive off the lot, and, and immediately you you realize the radio is not working or the satellite radio is not working. So you drive back to the dealer, and the dealer doesn't want to know you. So oh, you're going to have to go to the the service department. They round the back. You know, so. So the, the, the lack of customer service uh, and customer experience, I think, hurts us with the right customers. Now, to your point about the wrong customer, um, you know, what we're finding, and uh, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I'm plugging your book as opposed to the other way around <laughs> because I believe so strongly in it. But, but, but what we're finding and what I'm, almost, uh, what I'm introducing, at least the idea in the book, is that the people that we gain via referrals, in other words, via existing customers, are inherently going to be higher quality customers and more likely to to stick around longer because they came in through such a trusted, uh, credible source as well. So um, I think the point is absolutely right, which is when we prospect and we offer discounts and promotions and coupons, you know, and direct marketing and direct response, um, you know, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. Well, and and as I heard you go through that list, um, those are all some of the most expensive uh, forms of marketing that that exist today. Um, And so I think a lot of the promise of what you're talking about also is actually a way to cut marketing budgets um, and and at the same time increase leads generated. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, absolutely. And and the thing is, um, anecdotally, I've been hearing, and I wonder what you've been hearing from your various uh, travels and journeys that, um, you know, the, uh, so marketing, it's widely held in marketing that it's five to seven times mm-hmm. uh, more expensive to acquire a new customer than it is to retain one. Uh, and some people say that's probably even 10 times more expensive. 
But what I'm also finding that it's actually about 50% to even two-thirds cheaper to acquire a new customer via an existing one as opposed to acquiring a new customer via traditional methods. Um, so this is not just uh, common sense. I think it's good business sense too. Absolutely. So what role, and we could probably spend, in fact, I know we could spend an entire show on this, but in your opinion, what, what role has social media really played in this, this sort of new, um, new emphasis, I should say, on customer experience? This halftime break is brought to you by Constant Contact. Constant Contact helps small businesses and nonprofits build great customer relationships with email marketing, event marketing, and online surveys. Visit them today at constantcontact.com and sign up for your free 60-day trial. Um, and it, it, it's a great question. And, uh, you know, the, the thing that I think a lot of people are, are uh, in a way, a little surprised is, this book is not a social media right. book, um, but at the same time, to not to not heavily uh, uh, reference uh, this thing called social media, I think, uh, would be almost egregious because it has become such an important part of of our lives today. But I also make the distinction in the book, and I say social media is almost an oxymoron because media is our word, it's our term, it's a it's a swear word, and social is all about human beings and authenticity. And media is anything but. You know, there was once a quote from a television personality in the U.S. He said, "Television is so-called medium because it is neither rare nor well done." Um, and so, and so, this thing called social media for me, you know, you and I having a beer uh, at a bar is social. Yeah. You know, and 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 to just think of social as a digital phenomenon, or just to think of social as earned media, or just to think of social as a, a blog or Facebook or Twitter. Uh, I, I think it is is really short-sighted. So to me, social lives in the middle. Now that said, when we talk about this idea of peer-to-peer, because -peer, that's social, peer-to-peer -peer connectivity, collaboration, communication, creativity, crowdsourcing, whatever you, anything with a C for the most yeah. part, um, it just seems like an acronym that keeps building. Uh, yeah. um, but <laughs> but but when you think about humans connecting with other humans, that is a big common thread with respect to everything from commenting on a blog to Twitter to Facebook, et cetera. And the thing about that, and, and this is where it becomes, uh, this is the pivot point, which is there's a new uh, awakening or customer awareness or, or customer ac uh, activism, a new consumerism. Um, the, the, the old saying, which is if you please a customer, they'll tell you know, right. uh, something like five to seven of their friends, you disappoint them, they'll tell 15 to 20. Today's customer will tell a million of their closest strangers, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah I think United that's it's the behavior you're talking about. The social behavior has always existed. It's just now they have a we have a new set of tools that really is you know make makes it able to amplify that behavior. It, absolutely. And 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 so Seth Godin actually, you know, he here uh, spoke about taking the funnel and turning it on the side and turning it into a megaphone, which is the word of mouth component. Uh, and the social media component, and he's absolutely right, but it's just one piece of the pie. So I start off by saying, look, recognize this activism, recognize that customer service lives in the public domain, recognize that customer service lives what I call in the now, which is I want my problem solved right now, and if, if you can't solve it for me, then I'm going to take it to the crowd. And, and so what I did is I actually came up with the new rules of customer service because because I've made a very, very deliberate play, which is to say, 
we need to, you know, the days of the 24-hour autoresponder and the FAQ, uh, you know, and, and the 800 number and closing our call center at 6 o'clock on a Friday, those days are over because if we don't solve our customers' problems and if we don't invest in the dialogue and the relationship, um, we're going to fall behind. And so the role of social media is an absolutely critical one because it allows us now, I almost, I almost refer to it this way. This is social media with purpose. So influencer outreach, as an example, very important, critical. But with respect to all the big bloggers out there, are they the real influential ones? Are they the credible ones just because they have big communities? That sounds like just a new way to teach an, you know, an old dog a new trick. Surely our customers are the real influencers. And what would happen if we recognize our customers who are also influencers off the bat, or just take it one step further, what would happen if we gave them tools and we armed and empowered them with the ability to be content creators? That's what I'm talking about, where social media now and word of mouth come to a head with customer service. You put all those worlds together and you have a new customer-centric referral model or a customer-centric ecosystem that I think rewards passion and engagement and enthusiasm that creates ambassadors and salespeople out of customers and maybe even houses them in this nice little ephemeral uh, uh, wrapping called community. Um, that's where social media, I think, you know, hits a bullseye. Well, and I think that um, anybody who has, has taken that advice to heart at all, real, I think will quickly realize that just a little bit of attention paid to some of your, your champion uh, customers will go a long way. In many cases, uh, the people will go, you know, with, with just a little bit of extra special treatment will go out of their way uh, to, to voluntarily uh, market your business. Absolutely. In fact, what I did was I, I very deliberately flipped the word AIDA, A-I-D-A, to form ADEA, which now stands for Acknowledgement, Dialogue, Incentivization, and Activation. And the A of Acknowledgement, the very, very first part of or piece of the flip funnel, I've been kind of, you know, very uh, endearingly, um, you know, paying tribute to Avatar, which is I see mm. you. You know, being able to really see our customers as the human beings and as vital pieces of this ecosystem. You know, the two most powerful words in the English language, um, other than I'm sorry, which I use a lot at home, um, is thank yeah. you. And, and I think the ability to really recognize um, a customer based on their loyalty and their purchase um, is vital. And the example, I mean, I used a, an interesting one in the book, uh, the band Coldplay gave away a free album to their fans online. Um, it was a way of saying thank you. Thank you for everything that you've given to us and done for us and, and, and allowed us to achieve. Now we're giving you an entirely free album just to say thank you. That kind of investment in, in, in a customer, um, you can't put a price tag on it. And certainly raises the bar for the entire industry too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah, absolutely. Um, you you want to give? Uh, we're we're really uh, um, at at the end of my sort of allotted time uh, for people's listening. But uh, you want to um, kind of close out with this uh, this customer activation model. I find that kind of interesting. I know you've you've touched on it a little bit, but uh, but again, this is your C um, um, word that you were talking about. You want you want to close out with with that and how maybe somebody would uh, start thinking about applying that. Well, sure. I mean, you know, if you go through if you go through the funnel, 
Um, what I noticed actually is it, the two final pieces of the funnel, which is incentivization and activation, are probably the least developed right now uh, in the industry and therefore represent the most opportunity to companies looking to really kind of put a stake in the ground. So under the eye of incentivization, um, I talk about a 3C model, the, the new activation model, which stands for content, conversation, and commendations. And a commendation is a recommendation. Um, uh, but using this concept of universal currency, uh, and, 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 and it's not actually foreign to any of us because we're talking about miles, points, you know, American Express reward points, American Airlines miles, any kind of, of, of unit of currency that can be bartered, earned, imported, exported, gifted, redeemed for experiences, that's how we bring this together. And we take the concept of referrals also to, to, to a new level because we realize that it's not just an affiliate program anymore. Well, well, it is, but it's not just about I bought this uh, or I bought this because of you and therefore there's proof that we're actually helping grow the business. It's every time somebody creates a testimonial uh, or, a, or a video or piece of video or joins a conversation or, or, or uses a hashtag voluntarily but also part of a system, that's where I think we can think about smarter ways to market. And, and the, uh, one classic example is the Three Wolf Moon T-shirt, phenomenal case study, which has thousands, I think, of reviews on Amazon.com. Uh, in fact, they, they have reviews like there were five-star reviews, which is, I bought this T-shirt. The, the whole T-shirt became a meme. I bought this T-shirt and instantly supermodels were attracted <laughs> to me. Uh, it was the most butt-ugly, god-awful T-shirt, but, but everybody started flocking to it and became kind of like a keyboard cat. And then even the one-star review said, this product is, is a complete rip-off. I bought it, and no supermodels were immediately attracted to me. So even the one-star reviews were, were part of the story and part of this romanticism or, or creation of a meme. And that's what happens when customers become part of the actual process itself. And so I think that is one way that we can take affiliate and referrals to the next level by rewarding and recognizing our customers who are advocates, ambassadors, and ultimately salespeople. Awesome. Well, Joseph, I appreciate you uh, taking the time today. Flip the Funnel is available anywhere you can buy books. And certainly you, ha you actually have a, uh, a book site, right? FlipTheFunnel.com? FlipTheFunnelNow.com. Oh, and then, of course... Uh, I decided... I decided to put a bit of urgency ah. into it and flip the funnel with Tekken. <laughs> right, exactly. Flipthefunnelnow.com, and of course, we have a book fulfilled. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks. Always great to catch up with you, and I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. I'm a big fan of everything you do, so thank you for the opportunity. Take care.